everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, the special Monday edition of Doctor Who, as we geek out on Series 11 of the show. Glad you could join me again tonight. As always, I am Corey Charette, because I am always Corey Charette. Last time I checked my pulse, my birth certificate, my driver's license, and my American Express card. <laughs> Glad you could join me again, as I've said it once too many times. As you know, every Monday night we do a new episode of... Doctor Who and geek out on it here, and I'm glad you could join me again. And I'm going to repeat myself a million times, still trying to get used to doing this one-on-one -on -one thing with you guys. So skip it. Let's just get right into the episode. This week's episode is called The Saranga Conundrum, episode 5 out of series 11, aired on November 4th, 2018, with the usual cast of characters written by Chris Chibnall and directed by Jennifer Peratt and... This is probably the first, I'm going to say, the first science fiction-y, futuristic episode we get of Series 11 with the Whitaker Doctor. I like episodes that start off with something actually going on. This one isn't full-blown action, but I like the fact they're on, on a junk planet looking for something. I don't remember what it was. They're on the right junk planet because it's, you know, this happens when you're in a junk galaxy. Of course, the Doctor is not sure what's going on or whatever. But they stumble over a sonic mine, which apparently is not that much of a big deal because the doctor wasn't freaked out as much about it until they wake up in a hospital. And then that's where the real science fiction-y, futuristic stuff goes on. Uh, seems like we get your usual cast of cross, you know, your, 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 your two genders, your, your ethnicities here, your robot, android, whatever you want to call them on an automated ship of two people that only are on the ship to, to two medical personnel. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of starts off like, what's going on? What are we doing here? The doctor's organs still need to settle back into place, so she really can't run around too much. And, of course, surprise, surprise, they're far away from the TARDIS, which is on a junk planet. The one thing, of course, everyone's talking about, check this out on Facebook, are the things called the patine which are these cute, quote-unquote, cute little creatures with these little gnarly teeth that can eat pretty much anything. And uh, you can't even touch it because it's, it's, its skin is toxic. It's like basically got acid on it. So, uh, of course, the first time I see this thing, I'm like, oh, great. Coming out tomorrow, the BBC will release the new patine toy. And I, I, I kid you not, I was waiting for something to hit the internet today. I haven't seen anything yet, but this it screams of a another new toy for your kids for Christmas. The, the must-have Christmas gift for all you Whovians out there. The interesting thing about this creature is it won't eat organic material. So technically, the humanoid creatures on the ship, Doctor Companions and the, the side crew, are safe, of course, if he goes after life support or anything like that. As we saw with that one guy, Astos, when he went bye bye which was stupid. Like, I don't even know why he went in there when he knew something was in there. The uh, Of course, then we have that one guy in the show, and I, I don't have his name. Uh, Ronan? I, th I think his name might be Ronan. Um, I'm trying to figure out right now. No, it's not Ronan. Ronan Ronan's a robot. Ronan's a robot. It's, I think it's Yas. Yeah, it's Yas, which is interesting that he... Uh, He's pregnant, which we've seen that a million times in science fiction shows. But the one thing I did like about it, though, was the fact that the males have male babies. The females have female babies in this species, which I thought was kind of interesting. But then we had the whole, is he going to give up the baby thing? It's like, I'm too young to have a to, to be a father, blah, blah, blah. 
Like, yeah, okay, that's that's nothing original, but it does give us a little bit of Ryan's background on his mother's death, who had a massive heart attack in the kitchen. Of course, Ryan found her on the floor, so you know that's not too that's not too good for him. The uh, yeah, I mean, we get that. Then we got the story with the uh, the the famous general. The uh, her name is oh, excuse me a second here, uh, Eve. Eve Cicero, who's a very famous general, who has a who has a chapter in some book, which of course the doctor has more of a volume in that book, obviously. And her brother, uh, Dirkus Cicero, who's an engineer, who basically seems to live in her shadow. They, you know, there's no real affection there towards each other. And then her 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 concubine, I guess, is what they called it, Ronan. Which, as I see this creature, this 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 robot. My first instinct is, oh, he's the bad guy. He's gonna be the bad guy. No, he's not a bad guy. He's just, he's just there. Kind of get a little emotional for him at the end there, but then it's kind of like just dropped last second because he works for the general. Spoiler alert: the general dies, and when she dies, basically he's gonna be deactivated because his, his, he has no purpose anymore. His mission is complete. Um, 67th century, we find out in this one, General's using adrenaline blockers for some reason. She's sick on, of some level. And they got to make sure the one thing to keep safe on this on this uh, ship is the antimatter drive, which is kind of cool. It's a little little curly Q thing with bright lights on it. And I love how Yaz is like, oh, I've been to CERN and blah, 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 blah. And I love how they describe the antimatter drive as the iPhone version of the CERN because you don't need all that space to do everything, which is great. Then the disease, and I love the name of the disease. I kind of wish we could get more information on what this is. It's called Pilot's Heart. Uh, it, it surges adrenaline around the heart, so whatever it is, it's very painful because she's using those adrenaline blockers to try to stop the adrenaline from, I guess, basically attacking her heart. But I, I love the name Pilot's Heart. I'm like, oh, that's a great name for a disease. Oh, I love that. So we got that story too. And then, and I felt like uh, season the old classic season 1920 of Doctor Who with the fifth doctor. We had too many companions here. So you took two of the companions, you made them midwives for, you know, for the one guy who's having a baby. And I'm like, I, that story was just like, was that just filler? Was it, we got to write something to have these two companions busy as we're actually having real stories going on over here. I don't know. I just, it felt like they were just in there just for the, for the heck of it. It's like, we, we can't just let them sit in the TARDIS. Uh, so speaking of technology and stuff like that, I, I love that this little patine here ate the Dr. Sonic and spit it back out with no energy in it. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, thank God the doctor doesn't have a, have a screwdriver so she won't be able to do her voodoo and magic and stuff like that and call it a day. Fortunately, that, that couldn't happen. Uh, but yeah, it was just, I was a little upset when the thing rebooted itself. I'm like, oh, crap. That's uh, So now she's going to be able to use it and stuff like that. And let's let's tweak the ship. I did like the the VR uh, flying the general did with all the lights and stuff on her and she's leaning and stuff like that, which is nothing original, but I still love it. Oh, and uh, when we had uh, Yaz and the robot guy in the engine room and little Patine came in there and they had these, I guess they were guns. They never, I don't think they said exactly what they were, but every time when they shot them, I swear to God, they were like shooting those, uh, the, uh, particle accelerators that the Ghostbusters wear on their back. It seemed, it seemed like that type of energy. It was, yeah, that was like, oh, it's Ghostbusters now. All right. And of course, the doctor freaks out this creature just wants the energy, which is why it's sucking everything dry on the ship. And of course, the side effect is you could die from that too. 
Uh, the I, I I love how Graham has makes a joke about he's watched every episode of called the midwife while well, you've been mucking around on the internet and I've been learning life useful life skills but then he says he always looked away with the squeamish parts which I think is hilarious there that he's learned something but just not the squeamish part stuff of course that is cesarean because we're wondering if this male creature has male humanoid parts like you know like I do or other men do in the country in the world how they have the baby of course they have a cesarean which is the easy cop out way to do it and i i don't know i was kind of disappointed with the way they they uh they they beat the bad guy by by giving him the bomb to eat and he absorbed the energy which kind of filled him up and they just ejected him in the space really 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 just i was like that's it uh, then we get the name of the baby, and of course, when then we have the little service for the general at the end with the, that little uh, that little prayer or whatever it is being said. Like, oh, that's kind of a solemn moment. But I just, I think I finally figured out th- this was a good episode, but it felt like it was missing something. It it was missing an ending. There was no ending there. Okay, how do we? beat this creature obviously we can't use destroy because the doctor doesn't destroy so how do you beat this creature well you you overfill it and it gets full and you just jettison it in the space i'm like yeah okay so i've seen aliens before an alien i I know that can happen but i just i don't know it just felt like anticlimactic it was like it was supposed to be character driven i guess the show but i really didn't care i mean the general and, and her brother okay there was a little something going on there but the pregnant guy, whatever. So he's having he's having issues. You know, as as he says out of his mouth, you're like, you know what? I know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to take the baby. Happy days are here again. Blah blah blah. That's that's really. I mean, that's really sadly. That's the entire episode. I, I love the look of it. The the, the all white, clean, super basic, futuristic stuff that we've seen a million times before. I like the idea. Of being on a hospital ship because you did something stupid. I like the idea of the patine being there, but I just didn't like the idea of how it was executed, the end of it. I felt like there was too many companions here. And there wasn't that many people on this entire ship. So I couldn't figure out, you know, like I figured there was gonna be more people on the ship. It was like there's it seemed like this was a huge shift for the few amount of uh patients actually on there. Uh, I was expecting the doctor to have a well, excuse me, folks. Excuse me. It's a little late here for me to record this tonight. Um, I was expecting the um, – oh, my God. I don't even know what I'm saying now. Um, I don't know. It just I felt like there's supposed to be more people on the ship, and it's just – it just felt a little, little, little blah. It's just something was missing. It was a good story, better than I think the first episode of the season. I mean it's not the top. It's not the bottom, but – you know that's that's my opinion of this episode, uh, the t- the Suranga conundrum, which is by the way a great title for this episode. The uh, definitely can't believe we're halfway through the season. We have got five more episodes to go. Then before we get to the holiday episode, maybe Christmas, maybe not. I, you'll see. We're going to talk about it on tomorrow's Sci-Fi Watch or my opinions. I'll share them there for you about the Christmas special that's coming out. And uh, that's that's about it, my friends. 
glad you could you could stand my mumbling. It's kind of kind of weird to give a review like this without having someone to bounce off of and learn things from them and stuff like that. But I, I kind of hope you did enjoy this 192nd episode of the Sci-Fi Watcher there. As always, check us out. Sayerproductions.com slash Sci-Fi Watcher is the website. Leave us a voicemail, 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. Watch us live here 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe, the easiest way to find out. Get Click on the reminders as you get over to sayproductions.com slash YouTube. It'll take you right to the YouTube page. Subscribe right there. Boom, you're done. That's all you have to do. That's all I have for you guys this week. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this special Doctor Who edition of Sci-Fi Watcher. And until next time, hope you have a good one. <laughs>